Welcome to HealthCast, the heartbeat of health IT. I'm Alexander Bolova, Production Lead at GovCIO Media and Research, and today we're recapping our 2023 Health IT Summit. With me today are a whole lot of hosts. We've got Editor-in-Chief Amy Kluber, Managing Editor Ross John Fortune, Staff Writer Researcher Anastasia Obis, and Staff Writer Researcher Jayla Whitfield. Everybody, how are you doing? Exhausted. <laughs> Very tired, yes. Agreed. Tired. I can agree with that as well, but we are here, so, and it's a good day. Well, there can only be one reason why all of our editorial team is tired. It's because we had our Health IT Summit event. Uh, it was held on September 21st in Bethesda, Maryland. When you're listening to this episode, it will have been almost a week, but we are recording it the day after we are hurriedly writing our articles and putting together landing pages and editing videos it is definitely one of the busier times in our office. But we wanted to hop on mic to give you a brief recap of the event. So the Health IT Summit featured government and industry speakers discussing the pressing initiatives that are having a real world impact in the health space, such as electronic health record modernization, health equity, data interoperability, data management, and more. Despite how tired we are, it truly was a great event, and I highly encourage our listeners to check out our website for full panel recordings and articles of key takeaways. But here on HealthCast, we're going to quickly recap the event by stealing an idea from one of the panels of the summit. We are having lightning rounds. So much like the event itself, we are giving each of the hosts a couple of minutes to chat about one highlight or takeaway from the event. It can be a panel they moderated. It could be the food, honestly, because I heard it was pretty good this time around. Sound good to everybody? Go for it. Of course. Sounds great. All right. Well, let's get things kicked off with Amy. Amy, what would you like to highlight? I would like to highlight actually kind of an inception moment, uh, one of the lightning round presentations on this lightning round. ARPA-H's Deputy Director, Susan Moneras, she was super fascinating. She provided a breakdown of some of ARPA-H's funding opportunities coming up, including uh, an inside look at one of the new BAAs that came out last week, a draft BAA that is, but it's really fascinating to hear all the innovation that is going to be happening out of this agency and what it means for public health. So I highly recommend you look back at that panel recap and hear it for yourself. All right. Awesome. Thank you, Amy. Jumping on over to Ross. Now, Ross, uh, I got to say, I was feeling a little jealous because last time I was at an event, I was the one who presented the Flywheel Awards. But this time you were the host. How did it feel to be in the limelight? It was very exciting, a little nerve wracking. And uh, of course, it was an honor to be able to introduce all the wonderful uh, Flywheel Award winners. They were all uh, really inspiring and doing really interesting work. One even sent in an acceptance video. She couldn't be there, but I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, I can't believe this is our third round of Flywheel Awards to think that it really only started this year, but it's already one of my favorite part of these events. But Ross, what would you like to highlight? 
Well, I didn't know that talking about the food was uh, on the the table, although no pun intended. So I I didn't really prepare anything, but I will say that the food was quite good. Uh, and I, I heard from a lot of people, a lot of attendees, a lot of speakers that uh, the food was better than usual. And even the coffee was better than the usual kind of conference style coffee. But the mango sorbet. Uh, Mango sorbet was very good. The hummus was very good. It was, uh, yeah, I went, I went wild on the food, uh, which is not a shock to anyone who's familiar with my work. But from a more bird's eye view, and I would encourage people to watch the videos of the panels. One concept I took away was that, you know, people really do drive the change in this space because we're talking about technology. Because it was a health IT summit, the people aspect of government can sometimes get lost in the shuffle. But, you know, people are what drives the changes that agencies are seeing, especially these really big picture ones. So leaders, officials, managers, you know, everyone in this space needs to really excel at the change management aspects of health IT. Health IT is a really fast moving sector. I think it was on your panel, Anastasia, that John Wyndham said that learning is something that should never stop. And then he talked about going to a hermitage if you don't want to uh, continue to learn. And that, of course, applies to everybody in this space, and I think it was a theme uh, throughout a lot of the panels, because the government isn't known for its agility. You know, on my cybersecurity panel, for example, the resiliency needed to keep cyber threats away can't wait for pacing like a tortoise. So the proverbial crooks are often moving more quickly than the cops in this space. So on the panel, Amber Pearson from VA talked about the ownership that everybody at her agency, every person, all the people, uh, need to feel about cybersecurity in their health IT world, whether that's adopting zero trust principles or if it's something as normal as the cyber hygiene on their devices, their laptops, their uh, their mobile devices, whatever. And it really takes those people. It takes a lot of buy-in from those people, and it takes a willingness to adapt to that change. A government is not just a bunch of computers in health IT, especially it's not a bunch of computers, particularly on the patient end. It's people. And they need to uh, really learn how to change and how to adapt to this uh, fast-moving world. Thank you, Ross. Yeah, the people are so important and maybe a little tangentially related, but we certainly ended our event with a real people focus. I know that there was a headshot booth that uh, <laughs> attendees had the option to use. Uh, did any of you take advantage of the headshot booth? I think we all did, right? Yeah, or a group photo. My <laughs> yeah, I my head, headshot though. My headshot is ancient. I look way too young in it. Uh, so I don't know. Maybe I don't want an updated headshot, and if I look older. <laughs> well, hey, just like our panelists, GovCIO Media and Research is highlighting the people that make this all happen. Moving on to Anastasia, what is your takeaway? Ross, I agree. The food was excellent. And, you know, I usually don't have anything to eat at these conferences because I'm vegan <laughs> and I always have a bag full of snacks. But this time the food was so good. So for my panel, I was moderating, modernizing the electronic health record panel. And I got to talk to John Wyndham from Firm. Commander Scott Miller from NOAA and Ben Cushing from Red Hat. And the three of them gave just fascinating insights into the barriers and challenges of modernizing EHR. 
the discussion was particularly interesting because Noah just went live with MHS Genesis. So they're very much in the middle of it. And John Wyndham with Firm, he oversees this implementation of EHR at the DOD and the Department of Veterans Affairs. So, yeah, we talked a lot about change management and both Commander Miller and John Wyndham, they honed in on people and specifically effective communication when implementing EHR. And Ben Cushion provided just amazing insights into the technology part of it. He talked about embracing slow migration rather than introducing major changes all at once. Um, we talked a lot about interoperability, of course. And, you know, it was just a great discussion. So I highly recommend that you check out the recording of the panel. Yeah, it really stuck out to me in that panel, the idea of just with these systems that are based in real lives and real people who need real-time assistance, you really don't have wiggle room if your switchover isn't seamless. And sometimes, even though we want the newest thing now, it really is a matter of being patient and making sure that you do it correctly. And wrapping up the event was Jayla, who moderated our last panel. How did it feel to wrap up what has to have been our longest event at almost eight hours? Yeah, definitely. So I had the final panel and it went really well. Thankfully, everyone was still, you know, they had their coffee, their sweets, and they were still very attentive, still asking questions and engaged. So Sometimes when you go last, people tend to leave out early at these types of events. But at this one, they were there. They stuck around and listened. So I'll talk a little bit about my panel. It was investing uh, in emerging tech, which is a really big topic. So the healthcare leaders on this panel, they talked a lot about AI, of course. Um, they even had a moment where they said, who uses ChatGBT? And everyone basically in the room raised their hands. So we dived into AI, but... Some of the things we talked about were some of the challenges that they face with AI. Uh, so the cybersecurity challenges, the funding challenges are also a big talking point, and how to use it responsibly and safely was another big point. But the driving point from this conversation that I got away from it was that even though there are all these challenges, the leaders in the healthcare space are really excited about using this technology. It's going to help save lives. It's going to help make sure they're able to do their processes easier with the right implementation. So they're not looking at the challenges more so they're looking at how the pros are going to outweigh those cons. Uh, so the next steps are putting it into place, getting the right funding to make it happen and uh, yeah, doing it. So one of the biggest quotes that I like from Sanye uh, Basarik, she is an AI lead at HHS. She said, you know, we have to keep humans in the loop. And she quote, quoting her, she said, we're talking about human lives and safety and the rights of Americans. So we cannot get that wrong. Right. So there has to be a human that makes the final decisions for those important, impactful AI situations. So regardless of the challenges that AI may come with, there's always going to be that human in the loop to help pave that way. Uh, if you didn't get a chance to listen, make sure you go check it out. All right. Thank you, Jayla. And yeah, if you didn't get to stay for the whole event or if you weren't able to attend the event, I 
highly encourage you to go to our website to keep up with our incredible coverage. All of our editorial staff is working around the clock, I think maybe literally, to make sure that you have access to these panels and takeaways and insights as fast as possible. It's a great page, and I really hope that you check it out because I know that we are proud of both our content and the event. I wasn't able to attend in person, but I was watching the whole thing, and it really seems like it was one of our best in-person events. So today's episode was just a little taste of all of the, like I said, almost eight hours of content uh, that we had to share. So please check out the website for the full recap. We'll be back in two weeks with a brand new HealthCast. But until then, thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, make sure that you're subscribed, leave a review and a five-star rating on the platform of your choice. And if you like what you heard, tell a friend. We always love to grow our audience. I'm Alexander Bolova. I'm Amy Kluber. I'm Raj Fortuna. I'm Anastasia Obis. I'm Jayla Woodfield. Thank you for listening. HealthCast, along with GovCast and CyberCast, is a production of GovCIO Media and Research. For more podcasts and to check out the other shows, head to govciomedia.com. Watch out for new episodes released every Tuesday and Wednesday across our shows. You can follow all of them on your favorite podcast platform. And if you like what you heard, make sure to let us know by leaving a review. And if you have any topics you think we should look into, contact us at newsletter at govcio.com.